fishing hello, without hello, being hello, 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 hello. Sorry, I've been, <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Mystery Science Theater lately. Ah, yeah, Netflix, huh? Netflix, cool. it's a new ones. It's a new ones, and I saw randomly they have like season two or something on yeah. there. So I think I want to, and it's yeah. it's so I am I only know Sci-Fi Channel once. Yeah, I don't know the ones before that. Ah. So I think it'll be cool to kind of jump into those older ones. That's wonderful. Those fellows sit in the audience and make those wisecracks mm-hmm. about the movie. And, oh, I don't know how they, where do they find those really awful movies at? Well, for those of you out there, if you remember, and uh, of course we're sitting here in Pittsburgh uh, right now and always uh, on Channel 11, the local one of the local stations on Saturday night at 11:30, they had uh, called the Chiller Theater, mm-hmm. and uh, Chili Billy Cardilly was uh, the host. And sometimes those movies would be just so awful that he would actually make comments on it during the movie himself, or make little hand puppets to get over the screen. It was had hilarious. a conversation with Bill Cardell. Uh, unfortunately shortly before he passed yeah. and just such a great guy oh he was he was i mean we were chatting he was looking forward to us coming back and talking more about wrestling yeah. and everything it's just so good you so talk good. about it you talk about a guy who did not take himself seriously no 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 but i mean and it's he's a he's an eerie boy he came down here had a great career in broadcast and you know i mean and and, and you talk with you talk to him about it and that's a guy that enjoyed it sounds like it. He enjoyed like everything that he did. Oh, why wouldn't he? Yeah, give me a reason why he wouldn't. I mean, look at the stuff he got to do. He got to play. He, oh. he got to be involved with the the you know the pirates and the, you know and and uh, you know the stuff on TV with the wrestling. And he was doing these uh te- these like teen dance like kind of oh, events yeah. and everything. Like it, it's nothing but art and music and he sports. Was just such a pleasant person. Yeah. I remember those Saturday night shows, all they'd have was a ring, and you would think there were people in the audience. However, if you looked real closely, which they didn't uh, really pan in, all, all those were uh, cardboard cutouts of people. And that's the whole thing about uh, what the world's like today, Mike, is people taking themselves way too seriously. And it seems even more so around the holidays, right? Well, most certainly. I mean, it's hurry up. I have to get something for somebody. Mm-hmm. I have to get in front of you. Please let me get to that uh, red light five seconds before you do. And, and you see that driving. I happen to be... Uh, uh, fate brought me out to the shopping district <laughs> out by the airport and, and just seeing the absolute nightmare that it is yeah. out there. And just the attitude swing and everything. The, it's, mass, it's, the mass of humanity. It's, I, I try to go, like, you know, you know, we've discussed how I like to get out of my neighborhood and see the rest of the city yes. and do some, you know, do yes. some, you know, certain jobs to make right. sure that happens. Absolutely. For December, that has mm-hmm. not happened, and I'm okay with it. We've just, I've just kind of hunkered down here in the studio and... <laughs> Oh, at times we want to get back to our home base and absolutely refortify, redo the foundations of where we where we belong. Like we often talk about, Mike, unless we have a firm foundation to grow from, then we're going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Okay, unless we unless we have that harbor, that safe harbor that we can return to. And uh, so you were out with a mass of humanity. I today. was. I was. Uh huh. Well, that actually that's uh, that's our podcast for today. We're going to talk about what it means to be human. So, in your uh, 
wisdom and your years of traveling this planet and all the goat ropings that you've been to uh goat, goat ropings yes yeah, so. hey i'm out from i'm, I'm from the <laughs> out in the country but not that part of the country all the all the rodeos and goat ropings that you've been to <laughs> i've only attended one rodeo sir <laughs> good sir all the broadway openings all those all the ribbon cuttings that, that you've been to all the all those greased pig chases that you've been involved in. We need to talk again about where you think I come from. <laughs> so the idea is that you've had uh, you've had life experiences, so and you've engaged across the mass of humanity. So tell me, Mike, for you, what what does it mean to be human? To be human, it's the experiences and it's the ups and the downs, and dealing with all of those. Right, and one of the reasons is that most people can't deal with their own humanness, Mike. Mm -hmm. They can't deal with, with what it's like to be human. So if you look at uh, values, values in Hindu, Muslim, Christian, Jewish, Buddhists, and you know what? The values are all the same. The values are all the same, and it comes down to a core of compassion and doing the right thing, and being kind. Those three things those three things generate, and they permeate right across all religions, okay? And, you know, there's some thought out there, and if we offend people, that's okay, too. Uh, we talk about the difference between spirituality and religion, sometimes, sometimes defined as spirituality being a personal connection with the divine, and religion sometimes being defined as crowd control. Okay? So when we try to impose rules on humanity and tell people how to think, I think we deny them their own personal goodness when we tell people how to live. So who can help humans other than the other humans? That's right. If you're looking for help, who would you go to? Would you go to a concrete block? <laughs> We're not going to the machines yet. Right. Would you go to a parking meter? Mm -hmm. Would you go to a television? Of course, well, some people unfortunately do. However, the, the, the answers aren't there. If you really need help, there's nothing like the human touch. Nothing at all, ever. Okay? So... What we're saying is, how many people do you say, I don't want to get involved? That's, that's not my fight. I don't have anything involved in this. Please, uh, you know, they just walk away. Absolutely. And ignore, ignore things. Mm -hmm. So how can, we ignore, how can we ignore injustice? How can we ignore someone starving? That's not my problem. And getting involved is, is maybe not even just speaking out, but even just helping the voices, those voices be elevated. There are, and the, that's that's an excellent point. What Mr. Rogers always said when we talked about he people say, what about these disasters? What about this? And Mr. Rogers would say, open your eyes and look for the helpers. Mm -hmm. There are always helpers. And our challenge out there, are you one of those? What are your values? What are your choices? What makes you a human being? What makes you? And one thing that makes a human being, Mike, is deflation of ego. Mm -hmm. deflation of ego we often talk about uh i'm not much but i'm all i think about mm -hmm. okay so naturally when we talk about self-concept and self-esteem we have to have that values that we have i am those i am statements that we have we've talked about the tattoos we've talked about all those things now so the idea is is that when we're firm enough in our own beliefs and our own self-concept and values then we are in a position to be able to assist others. 
because who who is so low they are not our brother? Who isn't? And I'd like everyone out there to completely understand this, that where you were born is an accident of birth. Mm-hmm. An accident of birth. And I believe that there's some thought out there that simply because you were born uh, some type of ethnicity in some part of the world, then somehow that magically makes you more special than other people. No, absolutely. It is a, it was a, a somebody I follow that says, you're so lucky to even be here, period. Because your existence is, you're one of thousands of possibilities of being born that didn't happen. That's correct. My own thought is, and of course I could be absolutely wrong, but my own hunch is that as we're swirling around the energy and essences before we're put into this human form, I don't believe that someone says, hey, Mike is so special that we're going to have him born into an extremely wealthy, entitled family Mm-mm. that lives in a Paris penthouse. No, you just kind of end up where you end up. That's correct. So how many people marginalize and view others as less than mm-hmm. simply because of where they were born and how they were raised, their socioeconomic status? How many people do that? Um, unfortunately, I think too many. Yeah, we talked uh, we talked on a previous podcast about a young lady, uh, actually a six year old actress, who was dressed up as an abandoned and impoverished uh, young lady, uh, and also then dressed up as a chic, well dressed, well groomed young lady, and actually the social experiment had to be it had to be called off. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when she was a well-dressed, well-groomed young lady, uh, people would rush to help her. They would go out of their way to ask her if there was anything they could do for her, if they were lost. And actually, when she was dressed up in another type of in dirty clothes, must-up hair, looked like she hadn't bathed, people would actually were actually so mean to her, and she was so distressed that they had to call off the experiment. They had to, they had to stop it because the little girl was in such distress. Now, where's the humanity there? Where's the humanity there? Can any, can, I'd like everybody to understand, can, they, can you put yourself in anybody's place? Do you ever think of that, Mike? Do you ever think about what it's like to be that person? What it's like to be them? When we talk about immigrants, when we talk about the marginalized, when we talk about the poor, does anyone ever say, what is, what is it like to be them? I've definitely looked at that. Uh, you know, I, I kind of taken an assessment and, and how lucky I am to be born where I was in the situation I was. And then I look at, you know, friends that I've had to deal with other other issues, you know, about where they came from or anything like that. I wonder if I would have the strength to do as much as they did. Absolutely. So when we look at people who have been put up on pedestals, mm. let's say rock stars or superstar athletes. How often do we say, oh, what would it like to be like to be them? Mm-hmm. What would it like to be them? But how many people actually would say and see some impoverished people, a single mother with struggling to feed their children, somebody starving, somebody scraping the streets. How do we ever say, what would it like to be like to be them? Mm-hmm. Quite often, to what do we say? I'm glad I'm not them, don't we? Absolutely. I'm glad, I'm glad I'm not them. How would it be to be them? What does the world look like through their eyes? Let's imagine this experiment. If everyone 
that you encountered on the street, wherever it was, in a grocery store, in a checkout line, in a movie theater, when you were driving, if, if you imagined and treated everyone out there like every single person was either your brother or your sister or your mother or your father or your aunt or a close friend, would it change your perspective on how you would treat people? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Be a little more open to those around you. That's correct. Who is so low? They are not your brother. Who is? Who is? Now, there's people out there whose behavior may be unacceptable, okay? But those people, they're still pure, beautiful, bright spirits, children of the divine, children of the universe. However, their behavior, and if we can differentiate the behavior from the individual, it makes all the difference. Makes all the difference. So if we can be upset about the behavior, but if we always accept the person, when a person becomes so marginalized, when they become so hated, when they become so criticized, how does that person, how, then how does that person react to the world? Mm -hmm. They become very, very angry, angry, and they lash out. It puts a little bit of a dark veil over the world for them. Indeed, because they view themselves as that person. They view themselves as the behavior, and that's not true. Mm -hmm. Everyone can change their behavior. Everyone can. And some people, and when they begin to understand that, and if you act as a team, you don't know how many little boys and little girls have sat in front of me, and I've asked them, I said, tell me about yourself. I'm a bad boy. Mike, I've heard these things. <laughs> and I said, and I said, you're a bad boy. Yes. I said, how, how do you know that you're a bad boy? My mommy told me. My mommy tells me that I am. My mommy tells me that I am. Mm -hmm. Perhaps the behavior is unacceptable. That child is never bad, ever, ever. And that's part of the things that we, when we view these, when we view these street people, when we view homeless people, when we view people who are asking, maybe begging for aid, they're, they're pure, beautiful human spirits. Their behavior, we, we, we find their behavior unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Unacceptable. Where's the humanity there, Mike? It's it's easy to be friends with people who are like you. It's easy to be friends with people who do nice things for you, isn't it? Isn't it not? So what we often talk about, the Buddha talks about compassion and great compassion. Compassion is you and I are friends. We've known each other for a long time. You would do nice things for me, and I would certainly do nice things for you. That's compassion. Or you feed your dog or your wife or your partner. That's compassion, okay? Your mother needs some help. That's compassion. You go help her. Great compassion is when you help a stranger. Mm -hmm. Great compassion is when you have compassion for every sentient being, everything. That's what, that's great compassion, and that separates the enlightened from the unenlightened. It's so easy to do, to be compassionate for people that you already care about and care about you. Great compassion is when you reach out and you help someone that you do not know and expect nothing in return. Wow. Wow. How would the world be like that if everybody stood back and imagined what it was like to be in somebody else's shoes? We often talk about the, the Bible's Jesus when he refers 184 times in the New Testament to the responsibility, hear that word? Responsibility to assist 
the poor, the marginalized, the oppressed, the aged, the weak, the infirm, the falsely imprisoned, the marginalized. Do you think he meant it? Yes, yes. So, again, we're going to call out to everyone out there, uh, if you are a Christian and you follow the the ideas, thoughts, and behaviors of Jesus, then that's, then that's your guideline. That's what you do. And what's that? Compassion. The Buddha talks about compassion and great compassion. The Jewish faith talks about do unto others as they do unto you. The rest is commentary. The Hindus, they believe, the Buddhists, they believe that everyone's Everyone, every being, the rocks, the trees, the wind, the bird, they're all the waters, all made up of the same type of energy. We're all interconnected. Um, so hum. I am that. And if we are that, what? why would you possibly harm another human being made up of the same energy as you are? Because when you're hurting one, you hurt them all. What's... Uh, What's the phrase that uh, Amnesty International uses? Till all are free, none are free. Till all are free, none are free. Who is not your brother? Who is not? Who is not your brother or your sister? Who is not? How are you so arrogant to think that you're better than someone else? Your behavior may be more exemplary than someone else. Maybe your values and your choices are perhaps at the moment more clearly defined than others. However, however, what makes you, you, more different than any other pure being? We all, we're all born with what? Nothing. Nothing but time, our breath, our bodies. And when we pass, what happens? It's all gone. It's all gone. All gone. And where does it go, Mike? Can you take it with you? Is there a prize for being the richest person in the cemetery? Nope. Not at all. You've never seen a U-Haul behind a hearse going to the cemetery, have you? Not at all. So where do those things that you've built up go to? I've already, I've already told my children that what they're going to be left behind is memories. Hopefully happy ones. Okay? So the idea here, it's your responsibility out there to assist. Assist in others' on the same path. Aren't we all on the same path, Mike? We're all here for a, a period of time, and it's our responsibility, perhaps, perhaps, and these are all surmises and perhaps, when we cross over into wherever I do not know, okay? Because obviously no one's ever come back. I don't know. But my hope is that the Creator might say to you, I gave you gifts, talents, and abilities. What would you do with them? Are you going to have an answer? I gave you gifts, talents, and abilities. You were given gifts, talents, and abilities. What'd you do with them? Or what if the Creator would come up to you and say, I put one of the neediest of my children in front of you and you turned them away. Explain yourself. What would you say? What would you say? So we can either look at these things, why are you in front of me? Or you could take another perspective and say, what a wonderful opportunity I've been given. What a wonderful opportunity. We often talk to people on this show about changing perspectives, changing and looking and pointing out blind spots. Do we not? Blind spots. Okay. 
So our challenge out there to everyone, especially this, this is a holiday season, this Christmas season, and where everyone is goodwill, everyone wants to give each other gifts and presents to show how much they love them and the great compassion. How many actual presents have you received in your life, Mike, that actually have given you some joy and you've actually wanted? How many times have you sweated over, what can I give to so-and-so? What can I give them? Have you ever, have you ever wondered about that? You were out today in this <laughs> mess, were you not? I was, I was, and I, and I wonder about that too. What mo what was what was the purpose? What was the intention of most everyone out there? To get to where they're going. To, to do what they need to. To do what they need to do. And at this time of year, it's to get Aunt Mary or Uncle Joe or something. Well, we have to give them some. How many times does that go through a person's mind? Well, I, well, I have to give them well, some. I got, I got I to get there. <clears throat> I got to get there. Uh-huh. That's correct. Well, again, where's, where's everybody going? Stop, step back, look at how are you going to use your time? You're only given so much time. How are you going how are you going to spend it? How are you going to invest it? How are you going to make an inventory? How are you going to make an accounting of your time and yourself? How are you going to do that? So the idea is that we're and again we're going to end this podcast with we are spiritual beings. We happen to be having a human experience. And my friends, life is absurd. The universe is chaos. Life is chaos. And we attempt to put structure on it. We attempt to control things that we cannot. So the idea is to step back, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Label and identify how you think and feel. How actually do I think and feel? Then, check the facts of the situation. What are the facts? Do the actual facts of the situation, person, place, thing, or event, do the actual facts justify the way that you're thinking or feeling? Do they? I would suggest that most times they do not. Change your perception. Change your world. You don't like the way you're living? Make better choices. If you'd like to know how to do that, keep listening to this program. Out there, and I'm addressing this to all my friends out in the Twitterverse, and I have many of them, one particular one, who suggested the topic for this uh, conversation that we're having this evening. I say namaste to everyone out there, particularly that individual. And a free prescription, as always, fruits, nuts, and vegetables. Unplug your television and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest that you fish without bait, a lifetime without definitive expectations. Forgive yourself, forgive another. Do a kindness for yourself to kindness for another. Till all are free, none are free. Namaste. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com where you can listen to the show comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of Fishing Without Bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.